When we share someone's story here on The Diaries, the episode might end, but their story doesn't. So many of the people we've talked to, they've gone on to do incredible things. They have epic adventures and make significant impacts in our community. Over on Diaries Plus, we're catching up with some of our former guests to see what they've been up to. I recently sat down with Connor Ryan, a Lakota professional skier from our Sacred Slopes episode, who's been knocking out groundbreaking projects ever since the episode aired. It's really incredible. We had a great discussion about the impacts he's made, what keeps his fire burning, and taking ski lessons as a pro skier. Here's a snippet of the conversation. All the source of joy that I use to fill my cup to be out in the world doing positive things comes from my relationship to the outdoors. And so I really focused on like, wow, like there's so much power if I can give one person the relationship to the outdoors that that I have through skiing. And maybe that will have as profound of an effect on them as it's had on me. To listen to the full episode, use the link in the show notes to subscribe to Diaries Plus today. Yeah, you get more shows, but you also have a peace of mind of powering what's out there right now, keeping us moving forward, keeping this community together. So thank you for everyone who supported and everyone who's going to support. We appreciate it. Fitz, you just got back from a river trip. That is correct. How was it? Oh, you know, it's pretty awesome to spend a week drifting down a river (laughs) with a giant crew of kids and great friends and adults. Um, We started doing the river trips because it was harder to go do wilderness trips backcountry wilderness trips with kids just because like there's so much stuff and they can't carry as much and Mm -hmm. and it's just these have become incredible ways to see our kids spend you know four to six days just truly in a place where they have so much free play they get to engage with things that challenge them and they really just oh my god it's just like they they stop asking questions and they're all on their own and they're like this little community. It's it's great. So yeah, it was an incredible trip. So you said you've been taking these for a while. Have you seen your kids like get more into it or take more leadership? Like I'm because they're getting oh, yeah, older. Yeah. yeah. No, no, they they really have like right because I think you know for this river trip there's there's four families four boats floating down this river right mm-hmm. and. Every day you assemble a little tiny village and every day you take down a little village and you put it in a boat and then you move it 10 to 15 miles down a river. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you see all the things that it takes to be a community, right? Food has to be served. A bathroom sewage system needs to be set up every day. Like there's, there's tents need to come up, uh, bags need to be unloaded. And as our kids have gotten older, they've come to understand that this won't all be done for them. And they've really gotten to the stage where they're able to help out in significant ways in order to create this wonderful experience where Mm -hmm. that was something that we did for them. You know, it was like they were kind of in deal mode a lot of times five years ago or four years ago. And now it's really like, truly like we land this boat and kids come up, they assemble chairs. They're like helping, you know, they're at this stage, they're starting to do dishes and really participate in the whole creation of of this experience. It's so interesting because I feel like we have this notion that you can just take kids outside once and they'll fall in love with the outdoors and then 
boom, suddenly you get outdoor athletes for life. But yeah. and and leaders. But like even in your family, which is the poster family for the Dirtbag Diaries, like introducing somebody to the outdoors takes so much time and work and and like most of all repetition, I feel like. Like yeah. year year after year, um, and effort. It's, it's a huge commitment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for me, when I zoom out and I think about communities that don't have outdoor centric role models like you and Becca to inspire kids to get outside. It's interesting because I think a big question in the outdoor industry right now is how to expand access in the outdoors. And for all the reasons you just described, all the work and the repetition, like it's it's not an overnight solution. Totally. And like even for kids that do have access to all those tools like your kids, like it still takes a massive amount of time and energy to create that new generation of people who love being outside. And so for kids that don't necessarily have access to those tools, it's just that much harder. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of organizations out there that are working to shift that balance. And, and right, like part of his nature, like it's sort of the natural feeling of being outside is like you, you do something. And I mean, I think we're all like, oh, I found climbing. And like, I should get my friends into climbing, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the sort of very natural side of this thing. It'd be like, this is great. I should share this. Mm -hmm. And there are these incredible organizations out there that are figuring out what works, how to bring this to more um, people because there's a deep value in it. And it also helps create equity in the outdoors. Well, today we have a story from a group of coaches, students, and volunteers whose mission is to bridge that adventure gap for underserved communities, and they're in it for the long haul. I'm Fitz Call. I'm Cordelia Zars. You're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. Bicycles, uh -huh. bicycles. You can For, speak in Spanish too if you. Sí, estamos preparando las bicis para que las bicis por aquí. It's a breezy June evening in Dillon, Colorado. Crowned by snowy peaks, a group of about 20 girls and four coaches crowds in a trailhead parking lot, oiling chains and pumping up tires on mountain bikes. ¿Y cómo te llamas? I'm Nicole, me llamo. Nicole. Okay, gracias. ¿Y cómo te llamas tú? Rosemary. Rosemary, ¿qué estás haciendo? Echándoles ahorita a la cadena de la bicicleta. I ask Nicole and Rosemary what they're up to, and they explain their pre-ride ABCs, air, brakes, chain. Once their bikes are ready to roll, they circle up with the coaches to begin practice. All right, chicas, yeah, let's put our bikes down. Awesome. All right, we're just going to get started so we can get going on bikes. So um, I'm going to talk as we stretch. So I'm just going to do a lunge back, give a little stretch. Um, so some announcements that we have for today. Coach Isidra, or Izzy, leads the girls in a hamstring stretch as she makes announcements for upcoming practices and races. Then Coach Isabel has everyone introduce themselves 
and decide what fruit they feel like today. Soon it's time to step on the pedals, and a wave of babbling bilingual chicas clip their helmets, mount their bikes, and roll out of the parking lot towards the trails. These are the sounds of the cycle effect in action, a nonprofit organization started in 2010 to bridge the gap in white male-dominated adventure sports and get more girls and girls of color on bikes. Here's Isabel Rodriguez, coach and Summit County manager. Our mission is to empower young women through mountain biking. So mountain bike is our tool. And then by creating access, we're able to have participants who wouldn't otherwise have the experience of the empowerment that comes with the sports and just being outdoors. Vail, Breckenridge, Steamboat. They're world-renowned for their skiing, mountain biking, and iconic vistas. And yet a big percentage of the population in these towns has never set foot on a trail or skied down a snowy slope. Where it started in Eagle County, it's almost 50% Latinx or Hispanic, and Summit County is getting there as well. And so how do we diversify the sport? How do we diversify the outdoors? It's not a new question. Access to the outdoors has never been equal for everybody. Gear is expensive. Instilling a love of adventure sports can take years, lifetimes, even generations. So expanding opportunity and representation, it's not an overnight fix. That's why Brett and Tam Donaldson put their heads together to create a program that didn't just offer free gear or a one-off experience to underserved girls, but instead a lifestyle. One that would ripple out through communities and generations. Here's Brett, the founder of The Cycle Effect. At that point, the industry was very much like, pull up with a semi-trailer, hand bikes off the back to kids and just be like, have fun, I gave you a free bike, peace out. And that's not uh, our model. Our model was, no, we're going to teach you how to ride these. We're going to turn you into coaches. We're going to do all that kind of stuff. I think that was maybe the attractive part was the the coaching aspect of it, not just the free gear, because the free gear generally sits in people's garages because they don't know how to use it or don't have that connection or that network to use it with. Instead, the Cycle Effect would offer year-round programming, team-building activities, and mentorship for the girls, in addition to free bikes and gear. My goal was to have a trailer of bikes by the school. Each girl has an assigned bike. They go get their bike when they're not riding with adults. They take it to Fruita to camp with their family. They take it out to ride when they are just stressed. And so instead of an experience, they're getting this lifestyle. From the outset, Brett and Tam dedicated themselves to addressing the racial gap in outdoor access. 70% of our kids are going to be BIPOC. We are going to put other kids on wait lists because we believe we need to create the space for these kids. Because if we don't, other more resource kids will, will sign up first. And we're trying to work with kids that don't even know they want to ride bikes yet. Brett and Tam made good on their vision. In 2010, they scraped together enough funding to provide free bikes, gear, and year-round coaching for 10 Latina girls. And even though people asked them to take boys as well, Brett and Tam stayed firm in their stance to only coach girls. And that's because they could already see the cycle effect at work. When we got the girls involved, we saw their brothers 
just randomly riding bikes with them. We saw their dads just randomly riding bikes with them because I think there's something like, well, if, if she can do it, I can do it idea. And so we were having an effect on these brothers and, and fathers as well. Um, and we also know that these girls are going to grow up to be the main center focus of their family. And so I know that Coco, when she has children, they're going to be bike riders because Coco is a bike rider. We think that if we bring boys in, that the it would change the whole dynamic. And the girls still wouldn't necessarily have that space to show up, feel safe, just come be themselves and not be judged by anybody and things like that. And Brett and Tam's vision proved effective. Twelve years later, the cycle effect has expanded into four counties in Colorado— Eagle, Summit, Mesa, and Route County. They now work with 315 youth participants. They host adult women's riding groups, fund a bike matching program for families, and employ 10 full-time staff and 40 coaches. So here's how the program works. The nonprofit fundraises enough money to provide each girl with all the resources they need to get started on a trail. That's a bike, helmet, uniform, and coaching. In the summer, they offer practices twice a week and races every couple of weekends. And in the off-season, they continue programming with training sessions at local rec centers, fat biking excursions, and team-building events. The Cycle Effect is open to any female-identifying youth between 5th and 12th grade. Program managers in each of their four counties do a ton of outreach to get families interested in their program, who may have never ridden a bike before. Here's Coach Isabel again. I really focus on just like building relationships and making ourselves visible. So, for example, this month we made it a point to visit almost all of the elementary schools, um, but we not only went into their classroom to talk to them, we then held practice at their school and then invited them to come and mm -hmm. stay after school to join our practice. So really coming to them rather than waiting for them to come to us. Back at practice in Dillon, we arrive at the Frisco Nordic Center after a few minutes of riding along the bike path. The Nordic Center has a whole system of mountain bike trails in the summer. Coach Isabel sets up cones in the park for a little skills workshop before we ride the trails. The girls take a seat in the grass as the sun dips behind the western peaks. They watch Isabel attentively as she demonstrates how to weave in and out of the cones as one might do on a trail scattered with rocks. It takes balance, patience, positioning, and a new pedal stroke they haven't learned before, called the ratchet. Coach Carson translates in English. So instead of rotating your pedals uh, full circles every time to move forward, um, the idea is that because you're already moving slowly, um, we can't really, there's not enough power doing a full pedal rotation, so instead it's like, you know how when you stand The girls line up and take turns slowly maneuvering their bikes around the cones. There's a big spectrum of ability, as some girls have been with the program for over five years, while others just started this week. But even as some of the newer participants struggle to get around the cones, the atmosphere is fun, relaxed, and incredibly supportive. Okay, Rosemary. Vamos, chica, tú puedes. Vamos, 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 tú puedes. 
One of the newer riders shies away from trying the exercise in front of everyone else. But her older teammate pumps her up with words of encouragement. She assures her that no one is judging, that they all started as wobbly riders, and that nothing is more important than just trying her best. Fortified, the younger rider hops on the saddle and makes her way around the cones, with a big smile on her face. Meanwhile, Coach Isabel is everyone's biggest cheerleader. She shouts, con ganas, which has become a cycle effect motto. It's hard to directly translate to English, but roughly it means, like you mean it, put your heart into it. Con ganas is shouted so often in practice that it's even become the design on the cycle effect bike gloves. I finally found them. Good. Are those cycle effect gloves? Yeah. Those are rad. As Isabel rides around, making everyone feel supported on their bike, she looks completely at home. The girls adore her. They respect her and laugh when she cracks a joke. But Isabel wasn't always a mountain biker. In fact, she'd never ridden on a trail before she started working for the cycle effect. I came to Summit County in 2011 to teach. I was going to teach at Dillon Valley Elementary, which is a dual language school. So that's what brought me to the mountains. I have never done outdoor sports. I don't ski. I don't snowboard. um, And I never did mountain biking. She worked at Dillon Valley Elementary for four years and as a bilingual teacher, really got to know the Spanish-speaking community. Because of my history, because I'm an immigrant myself. To engage more with the immigrant community in Dillon, Isabel started an after-school dance program for youth and adults. And so between teaching school and dance, she became the point person for new immigrant families in the community. And I was the one sitting with them one-on-one for about an hour and a half, just hearing the story and hearing where they were coming from and why they were coming and how. One day, the assistant principal at her school asked Isabel to give a talk on immigration at a church service in Dillon. And I said, you want me to stand in front of a group of white people to talk about immigration? (laughs) And he said, yeah, I know it's a big risk, but we need to hear it. So I went to the service and I told him my personal story of how I came to this country with my parents. And then I'm a first generation student, went to college and just becoming a teacher, getting to know this community and the dance program. And then I told him a little bit about the stories that I was listening to as I was family liaison. Well, in that service, there was a board member from The Cycle Effect, and he approached me afterwards, and he said, do you get paid for this, for all of the work that you're doing in the community? And I said, minimal, because a lot of it was just work that needed to be done. We just needed someone who could communicate with our families. And he said, well, you need to be getting paid for this. Like You have connections with the community that so many organizations are trying to serve, and people don't have those type of connections. So he called me about two days later, and he said, there is an opening for the manager position, and I think you should apply. Of course, Isabel had never been on a mountain bike. So when she learned more about the program and its mission, she was like, um, I don't think I can do this. I'm not a biker. She told the board member, it didn't seem like a great fit. And he said, yeah, but the whole 
mission is to bring people like you into the sport, to learn it for the very first time. And so you are going to be that role model. And I really had to think about it because I thought it's a huge challenge. It's a stepping away from everything that I had worked for through like the school and dance and jumping into sports, which is something that I didn't do ever. Still, something about the program intrigued her. She knew she had important connections in the community and could help fill a need. Plus, the idea of learning how to mountain bike nagged at a little part of her brain that longed for adventure. My family was not an outdoors family, but my dad was very adventurous. And I remember, because we grew up in Denver, and, and on the weekends, he would be like, all right, everybody hop in the car. Where are we going? Hollywood. And he would always say Hollywood. And it was always an adventure because we had no idea where we were going to go. And sometimes we'd drive west to the mountains. And I remember one day going sledding on a branch from a tree because we didn't plan it. And so we didn't have sleds, but the hill was great. And so my dad just said, we're going to do it on this branch and you guys are going to sit and I'm going to pull you. And so just being adventurous, like that is what my dad gave me. And that is really like what pushes me to want to do this. So I took on the challenge and it's been two and a half years. When Isabel jumped on board as the new Summit County manager, there was one other Spanish-speaking coach on the team. The other three coaches were very experienced mountain bikers. The first couple of weeks, I said, okay, let's go on a ride and you teach me <laughs> because I have no idea. I, I needed to be coached just like any participant. And I remember going on my first ride thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Hmm. Like, I did not expect to like it so much. I don't like speed. I am not competitive. But being outdoors and knowing that I have control over the bike and that I can decide how much I want to challenge myself, I can decide when I don't and I can get off and I can walk over the bridge, I can walk over the river, like that felt like giving the power back to me of some things that I felt powerless. And so I thought, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. And I want this for the young girls who were in my second grade classroom, who were in my dance program. I want them to experience this. In her first few weeks on the job, Isabel went to every single practice. And just rode a lot with the girls and just learned right along with them. I like to lead by example. And if I can do it, then I know that other girls are going to see me and think, okay, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. Because when we started recruiting, I told them, I would say, you know, I'm learning this for the very first time. And they were like, really? You're going to learn right along with us? Yeah, we're going to do this together. And they did. With Isabel as their coach, mentor, and in many ways, peer, girls from the Latinx community who had never even heard of mountain biking before began to find their strength on the trails. As immigrants or children of immigrants, the girls and Coach Isabel had a lot in common. They'd ride, fall down, get up again, laugh, and open up about challenges they were facing at home. The girls knew Isabel would understand. So I came here when I was eight years old, 
and I had zero English. And I remember for the first year crying and for the first couple of months coming home and thinking, mom, I want to go back. I want to go back. And I remember like going to bed, closing my eyes and thinking, you know, if I desire it with my whole heart, I'm just going to open them and I'm going to wake up back at home. That's how hard it was to be here. So there are things that I have done in my life that are so much harder, so much harder than mountain biking. And mountain biking to a lot of people is a very intimidating sport, but this should be a space where I can let that go Mm -hmm. and just enjoy the ride and just enjoy the outdoors and just enjoy this time of female empowerment. What position is she in? Oh, hi, ready. She's yeah, off so her saddle. What is she doing with her pedals? Is she pedaling forward? At practice, there is as much chatting happening as there is riding. But that's an intentional choice. Unlike a program that's geared strictly towards training, the cycle effect works to foster community and mentorship just as much as it does strong riders. So at every practice at the beginning, we present our mentorship topic and then we open it up. We have guiding questions and then participants share as much as they want to share. And I think in Summit County, we've been really lucky to um, be able to establish that environment where they will share a lot. (laughs) And so we do get to know them um, in a deeper level. As the girls take turns weaving through cones, I wander around and talk to a few waiting in line and chatting with their friends. I ask them what they like most about the cycle effect. This is Caitlin. Um, it makes me feel like I can just be myself without being judged. I mean, on my first practice, I like instantaneously got a hug from um, Coach Isabel, and that made me feel really good and like safe. Here's Roxy. I just like getting on like the bike and like riding because it's really freeing personally. If like I have any issues going on, I just really like it. It's freeing. And this is Cheyenne. Yes. That's a pretty name. Thank you. How long have you been bike riding? One year. Oh yeah? This is my first year. And how old are you? Ten years. Okay. What do you like about riding your bike? Um, like feeling that she says she loves feeling the wind in her face. She likes trying new things that challenge her. Probar cosas nuevas, extremo. Yes, like this. This is so hard to biking. And at the cycle effect, she's learned a lot about bikes. Ponerle aire a la llanta. Mm-hmm. How you say that? In to English. put air in your tires? To put air in my tires. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's Abby, who participated in the cycle effect for six years before becoming a junior coach this season. Kind of crazy. It feels like kind of weird. I still feel like I'm a participant, like seeing everyone around, but I'm excited to take more responsibility. <laughs> Had you mountain biked before? No. Definitely not. Cycle Effect was my mountain bike awakening. <laughs> yeah, I like joined the high school team after and did some pretty big races around Colorado too because of it. So let's go. Kind of want to give back to what got me started. What do you feel like it taught you? Oh, a lot of self confidence, definitely, um, and then like self empowerment and just like building a lot of relationships with different people. Do you think you'll be mountain biking for the rest of your life? Oh heck yeah. 
no doubt. <laughs> The Cycle Effect surveys their participants at the end of each season. They see huge upticks in self-confidence and an enthusiasm for facing challenges. Isabel tells me she's seen girls who didn't think they'd go to college apply for scholarships. Girls who were timid at school register for AP classes. And she said, and I never imagined myself taking AP courses. But this year, I'm going to go for them. Because if I can be out here on this bike, on this hill, then I can do hard stuff. Isabel tells me that one day she asked one of their participants, what does the cycle effect mean to you? And she said, cycle effect is like having a bunch of crazy ants that support you and make you laugh. So <laughs> I love that one. After the break, we hear from Isidra Luna, a first-generation Cycle Effect Latina, who's now a coach. Full circle. Stay with us. Support for the Diaries comes from Ketone IQ. As I've been getting more and more into longer runs and bike rides, I found myself fighting with my mind. As the miles extend, I feel like my reactions get slower and I make more mistakes, like tripping or falling or just kind of feeling slightly out of sync descending on the bike. On those big days, I've been using Ketone IQ to help my brain keep fueled and sharp. I want to have fun, not bonk. Here's the science. Ketones already exist in your body. When you push up against your boundaries, your body begins to convert stored fat into ketones, which your brain prefers consuming. With Ketone IQ, I feed my brain so my muscles can use the glucose I get from whatever else I eat on the trail. Riders of the Tour de France have been taking the same approach. I am definitely not as fast, but... I can apply the same thinking. Give it a try. You save 30% off your first subscription order at ketone.com backslash dirtbag diaries. Once again, that's ketone.com backslash dirtbag diaries. The link is in the show notes. Please check it out. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Maybe you've got a side gig that you want to get started. Well, I think the time is now, my friend. But you're going to need a website. Whatever it is, Squarespace's all-in-one website platform is designed with people like you and me in mind. So when we've built our websites or had to redo them, because that's happened multiple times through the years, we choose Squarespace because it's easy to build with, it's customizable, and it's a cinch to update. So fewer headaches. And reality, it gets us back to doing what we're really good at, which is making podcasts. Squarespace tools make it easy to showcase and even sell whatever your heart desires. Their new interactive design experience is called Squarespace Blueprint AI. I think it's pretty neat because it gives you more design control, layouts, fonts, color palettes, and more, allowing for your website to stand out in its own unique way. Answer five questions and you're ready to go. And if you're selling something, they have many flexible payment options for your customers. You can use PayPal, credit cards, Apple Pay. It makes checkout seamless for you and your customers. Check out Squarespace for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com backslash diaries to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. My name comes from my grandma mm -hmm. in Mexico. Um, her name is Isidra, 
and yeah, just kind of inherited the name. Amazing. Isidra, or Izzy, is now in her 20s. She lives in Leadville and works as a coach for the Cycle Effect in Summit County. I steal her away for a few questions during a break in practice. Izzy had never considered mountain biking before she heard about the Cycle Effect in high school. Um, They had a little booth in the common area there at school, and my rugby coach comes up to me and he goes, hey, I think you should do some mountain biking. I was like, okay. Um, I just kind of went for it. Um, it was something new to me. It seemed exciting. You know, you got a bike, the whole gear, and really all you had to bring was yourself. So that's, that's kind of how it started there. When she showed up for her first practice, she didn't know what she'd gotten herself into. My coach, to start off, was a competitive rider. Um, so we got on a bike path. <laughs> and I just remember her like, turning into this small little single track and I go oh okay and we're out there and it was me and uh, seven of my other friends all Latinas were wobbling on our bikes I mean it was kind of like a figure it out as you go sort of thing Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really cool to to kind of have that leader that like you could just watch and Mm -hmm. learn from you know Um, but yeah it was uh, it was scary to say the least Mm -hmm. Um, but exciting. Yeah. It was something new. Yeah, new feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Over the next months, Izzy honed her skills, got close with her teammates, and even participated in local races. And as a teenager, mountain biking and her teammates quickly became a huge source of empowerment. I felt special, you know, them providing us this equipment, shoes, gloves. You know, we never have access to that. Um, and mostly because it is an expensive sport, very white-dominated, and, yeah, it just made me proud to be a Mexican on a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my team was very, that dynamic, I think our culture is very united. We're all about family. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when we were out there racing, we would wait for each other. Mm-hmm. We would ride together rather than focusing on the race. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, uh, we're all in this together. As Izzy got stronger at biking, she realized the lessons she was learning on the trail translated to her life outside the cycle effect. Mentally, it made me stronger because I thought, you know, if I could just get through the rock and not look and focus on the rock, but get through it, you know, um, that's going to help me. And that's kind of how I apply it to life. You know, if you're going to if you look at the rock, you're going to hit the rock. Um, But if you look past it and know that you're going to get over it. And then physically, definitely stronger, more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, really felt badass. I don't know if I can say that, but I, oh, yeah. I did. I felt like a badass <laughs> on a mountain bike. Um, and it was just so cool because we, we were so different out there. Um, like I said, it was only Latinas. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool to see each other riding out there. Izzy graduated from the program a few years ago. And now? Now I'm coach. How does that feel to be back on oh, the other side? Man. I'll tell you, um, I started two years ago as a coach, and I was afraid to step into that role because I've never been a coach. I also didn't know what they needed from me, the athletes. You know, um, for me, I was just kind of out here trying to show them, you know, that it's possible that you can do this as a Latina. And, yeah, it's brand new, but um, you can learn it. Um, And it made me afraid to not be able to be who they needed, step into those shoes. Um, But I kind of learned from the other coaches um, and also just thought back to what did I need back then, 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was great to have a coach that was so focused on the bike. Um, but also, I really loved the, the mentorship topic of it. You know, like, we're able to show you how the bike can be a tool for life. I just hope that they can trust me. Mm-hmm. So um, building that trust with them is super important for me mm-hmm. um, as a coach this year and trying to just create that space where they feel comfortable, mm-hmm. open, and trusting enough to try new things and just dive in with it with me. Well, it's abundantly clear to me, watching practice, that the girls have the utmost respect for Izzy. Their eyes are glued to her as she provides instruction and encouragement on the trails. The younger riders see Izzy as a role model for how cycling can extend beyond this program and into their adult lives. I do hope that they continue to bike. I think so much learning. I mean, like, I think even yourself probably as a rider, you learn something new every day, Um, new trail. It's always practice. I think that's life, you know, Um, effort, struggle, um, and that's growth. So, yeah, my hope is that I can at least make a little bit of an impact on them. I'm sure you will. So, yeah. In the coming months and years, the cycle effect will continue to grow. They're planning to launch new programs, hire more coaches, and expand into more counties in Colorado, and maybe beyond. They now have prior students on their board of directors and on their coaching teams. And they're hoping to keep fleshing out the cycle effect staff with students who learn to bike in their program. So that slowly but surely, the demographics on trails in Colorado will begin to shift and kids of all backgrounds can share in the empowerment that outdoor sports provide. And so it begins as the circular motion of a crank arm blossoms into a greater cycle effect. Here's Brett again, co-founder. I think the cycle effect is important because I think we're doing what we say we're doing. I sit back at the end of the day and think, we're trying our hardest to make this happen. And that makes me... And the staff feel good that, hey, we're really out there trying to make a difference. There's just no way anybody can show up to our practices and not feel like this is somehow important. So I can't give data as to why it's going to help the industry or the economy or anything like that. Or it's just truly the right thing to do. I don't know why this is important on the larger scale. I know why it's important to 315 girls, their families, the 200 people we're going to give free bikes to, you know, that we're going to match bikes to, the women, um, and our coaches and our staff. You know, one of the best parts about this job is watching coaches and staff come into this organization never riding bikes before. And then they're, like, telling me about their trips to Moab with their family. I was like, holy cow, in, in like, a year. So um, to our little world, this is – crucial and it's important. After we finish a lap on the Frisco trails, we hop back on the bike path and ride towards the parking lot where we started. The girls run through their ABC checks again and load the bikes onto the cycle effect trailer for the night. Then they circle up with their coaches for shout outs and takeaways. To wrap up practice, 
the coaches and girls bring it in for a final unifying cheer. We can get in close. All right, ready, set. One, two, three, C, C, E, one. Un, dos, tres, C, C, E, E. Thank you, Isabel, Brett, Isidra, and The Cycle Effect for sharing your stories. Since reporting this story, Isabel resigned from The Cycle Effect so she could spend more time with her two young boys. Our stories come from friends, from friends of friends, and from you, our community. If you have a compelling idea for a guest or a story, please give us a shout. You can use the submission form on our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. Music today from Sun Searcher, Jazar, John Barry, Bradley Carter, and Brendan O'Connell. Tracks are courtesy of the Artists of Free Music Archive. Jacob Bain and Nice Koto composed our theme song. You can find the links to the artists on the website. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars with additional production help from Ashley Langholt and Becca Cahal. Illustration and graphics by Walker Cahal. Becca Cahal is our executive producer. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you've been listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in. Dirtbag Diaries.